The Veterans Affairs Department says the changes it's made in recent years have allowed it to respond to the coronavirus pandemic with agility. Secretary Robert Wilkie says hiring and onboarding changes made in recent weeks will stay in place. He says the department has stabilized its supply chain of personal protective equipment. Now, the department will lift its austerity measures on masks, but members of Congress say they're still hearing from VA employees who were asked to reuse them. Masks, that is. More now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Department of Veterans Affairs tried to tell Congress this week it's better prepared now for whatever comes next with the coronavirus pandemic. Data seems to show the worst, at least so far, is behind the department. VA diagnosed 11,500 veterans with coronavirus to date. 9,000 have recovered. 1,500 veterans currently have active cases. VA's public data shows 118 health employees with active coronavirus cases. 31 employees have died due to complications from the virus. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie. I have to be honest, and the chair chair knows this. I said uh, right after I testified uh, and the national emergency was declared that we were not working in optimal conditions. Um, And we had to compensate for that. Thank the Lord. We've had a very, very low incident of infection amongst our employees. The Veterans Health Administration imposed austerity measures on masks for employees in mid-April. VA health employees not working directly with coronavirus patients got one mask a week. Since then, personal protective equipment use has expanded as VA began to restock and secure its supply chain. Those austerity measures will lift as VA facilities begin to resume more normal operations. Here's Wilkie. So the measures that we put in place, arguably emergency measures, were designed in an emergency to take care of those who are the most immediately vulnerable. I've been able to expand the use of PPE as the emergency has changed. But I would also argue that the entire nation has been learning this on the fly. And as you and I have discussed for the first time in the history of VA, we did have to share resources with the city of New York, the state of New York, the city of Los Angeles. We followed CDC guidelines. We followed them to the letter. We followed the same guidelines that you would find in Georgetown or uh, Medical Center or in NYU. And I think the results have shown that we have done an excellent job, better than any healthcare system in the country, in keeping these numbers as low as we have. Still, members of Congress say they see inconsistencies in VA policies on masks and other supplies. And the VA wasn't specific about what its current policies actually were. Here's Jennifer McDonald, a chief consultant at the Veterans Health Administration, with Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Wasserman Schultz is the chairman of the House Appropriations Subcommittee on Military Construction and Veterans Affairs. Those on the front lines have N95 masks. Those in facilities have a mask a day. And every visitor to our facility, even if they are the caregiver of a veteran accompanying that veteran to a critical appointment. But I'm specifically asking about the austerity measures. Because, there, yes, I understand that there have been issued masks, but the concerns that have been expressed, the whistleblower anonymous complaints I've been getting have indicated that they're required to reuse repeatedly those masks, to have them lay out in the sun in order to sanitize them. When, what are the current criteria in terms of mask issuance and PPE issuance so that that reuse policy is not required? 
Madam Chair, thank you. Um, we are at universal masking right now. And in reference to the austerity measures, this was a move in line with CDC guidance the beginning of April as the global supply chain was in a state of uncertainty and as the virus was surging. We were certain that we had two weeks of supply on hand. What we weren't certain of was our ability to resupply. And we made a strategic decision for a very brief period of time to make sure that our supplies would reach until we could re be resupplied. Congress also pressed VA for the details about its testing policies for employees. Here's McDonald. Our employees who are symptomatic or who request a test from us are able to get one through us or through their outside health insurance, should they have that, yes. But members say the message doesn't seem to be consistent. Pennsylvania Congressman Matt Cartwright. That testing was not offered in May or this or so far in it wasn't offered in April or so far in May at the Wilkes-Barre VA Medical Center. Employees there, including those caring for COVID-19 patients, have been required to seek testing elsewhere if they were not veterans themselves. And like just about everything associated with this pandemic, VA says some things about the way it does its business will change permanently. Here's Wilkie. At the end, I believe that our people have turned VA into a learning organization that was able to turn on a dime in this crisis and transform itself from an institution that many of us have known and some of us have looked askance at for many years. I can't thank them enough for their agility I can't thank them enough for putting themselves in harm's way to serve their fellow Americans. VA recently cut or delayed some steps in the usual hiring and onboarding process to bring over 10,000 new medical professionals into the department in six weeks. Here's Wilkie. We are staffed in part because of the changes that we have made in our hiring processes. In the last five weeks, we have hired more than 10,000 medical staff including 3,000 nurses. And as I discussed with the chair yesterday, uh, I intend to keep these processes in place. If I need to come for a legislative fix, uh, I will be doing so uh, after consultation with you. Telehealth usage is also on the rise. VA conducted 1.2 million telehealth appointments by phone or video in April. And Wilkie says the telehealth capacity will likely stay in place. But the pandemic has forced VA to make some changes that aren't going to stick. The department canceled in-person compensation and pension exams in early April for veterans seeking disability benefits. Some appointments have continued remotely, but there's a backlog now. Paul Lawrence is VA's Undersecretary for Benefits. The failure to be able to do in-person compensation and pension exams sets us back as we can't process claims. We're partially awarding claims. We're awarding some of the claims we have, but this is a big deal. We are working with the vendors to get ready to reopen, again, following VHA's lane. You were generous to ask, what do we need? We have a request before you to do two things. Allow doctors who do these exams to practice across state lines and allow non-doctors, essentially nurse practitioners, to do some of these. We think that'll greatly expand our capacity, which will bring down the backlog. I know you're concerned about the backlog, sir. This morning is 114,000. In November, it was 64,000. We know how to drive it down. We're not proud of this. Our team is embarrassed. We want to open up, get the CMP exams, and get back to that very low number. VA says some in-person exams will resume in the next few weeks. VA's contractors will begin calling veterans who missed appointments during the pandemic. And VA facilities that are beginning to reopen will host some of those in-person exams. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. 
Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.